0: Hi friends. Thank you for joining me today as we are diving into setting intentional goals and taking accountability. It's time to start building the life you really want. Plus you'll get to hear from one of my clients. Who's also one of my besties on how Enneagram coaching and goal coaching impacted her life in incredible ways. We'll also go over how each of the nine types can best achieve their goals. And I'll share some solutions and tips on how to achieve all those goals you're working so hard on, actionable ideas to help you feel more efficient, more mindful, and more focused from the quality of your relationships to those big dreams you desire, and even in how to become the healthiest version of yourself, both inside and out. So let's get started. Hi friends, welcome to the Enneagram Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Larkey. On this podcast, we explore all things Enneagram and relationships, from friendships, to dating, to marriage and parenting, and everything else in between. As a certified Enneagram life coach and marriage coach, I'll help you understand why and how your Enneagram type affects all the relationships in your life and to improve them, including the one with yourself. For full show notes and resources of each episode, head to Enneagramgirl.com. Now let's get started. Thank you all for being here. Okay. So before I bring on my awesome guest, who is my client and my bestie, there's something important I want you to know. January 1st is just another date. And there happens to be 365 of them on our calendars. So I want you to know you do not have to have all of your goals completed by January 1st, or even January 31st. You are not failing if you haven't figured out yet how to make this year more purposeful with boundaries and structure and thoughtful action planning. What really matters to you this year? How do you want it to be different better, more intentionally focused, what things worked last year and what things didn't. You get to decide that today. This can be your day one, or even tomorrow can be your day one. Just like I talked about in episodes one, two, and three, you have the choice for how your life is going to go. You're in the driver's seat and all roads lead back to you. So I'm glad you're here. Today is a day for encouragement, vulnerability, and stories from two different Enneagram types, a two, that's me, and a seven, my guest, and how we approach our goals, success, planning, and accountability. Plus, you'll get a bonus peek behind the curtain of our friendship so prepare for some laughs and some inside jokes that you're also going to enjoy. Without further ado, I want to bring in today's special guest, my client and bestie, Taylor Hansen. Hi, Tay. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited for this episode with you. We have been talking about this for so long. What has <laughs> it been like five years of this crazy fun <laughs> friendship full of... Middle of the night shenanigans and nonstop laughter, and also mixed in with some hard conversations and some challenging moments. <laughs> <laughs> and the little timeout we had in 2020. Oh, yeah, the timeout. I think a lot of people experienced a timeout possibly with someone they loved in the trenches of 2020. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I'm so glad that we survived that overwhelming season of life and that we found our way back into this incredible friendship. We are the queens of having fun together, of course, (laughs) with a seven and a two. Okay. So I want to tell people listening a little more about you and share how we do life together. Taylor and I met at a photography workshop back in the day. We are both professional wedding photographers. In addition to me also being a life coach and marriage coach, I hired Taylor to shoot weddings with us and she hired me to shoot weddings with her. And eventually she not only was part of my team, but she became part of my family. My kids love her and actually call her sister. (laughs) Um, We have so much fun together on wedding days alongside our couples as we capture all their amazing images and we help them have fun. We're having fun, they're having fun. And just we are the being, definition of fun. Yes, <laughs> yes. And being present to that big old timeline that wedding days can tend to be. So doing it with your bestie, there's nothing better, right, Tay? <laughs> yep. And as we continued working together, we became very close. And Taylor began sharing more about her life with me. And as an Enneagram 2, the helper. I wanted to help her get everything she wanted out of life. And her, as a seven, wanted to help me have a lot more fun. Plus, we are both in very different seasons of life. I'm enjoying my mid 40s, and Taylor's heading into the big 30th in the new year. Can't wait for that. (laughs) So, I saw some of this as an opportunity to share my heart and wisdom with her as she opened up to me about her dreams for her own life and for her daughter. Plus, as an Enneagram 7, she loves growth and living her best life. So it was a perfect fit. So our coaching journey began alongside our friendships. So thanks for being here, bestie.
1: I am so excited to be here and get to do this podcast with you. Our friendship has honestly just been such a cool journey and a powerful one at that, which hopefully we can talk about in another episode at some point. Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> but what a what a fun little addition to our friendship to add recording a podcast together and talk about the two biggest things that like impacted my life, which is the Enneagram and our cultivate goal setting sessions together. Honestly, those sessions impacted my life in a million unexpected ways, all for the better, of course. So I'm just so excited. I get to be here and share a little more about how that looks during the process of coaching and walking through accountability for some of the stuck mindsets
0: I faced. Oh, I love, I love hearing that. And yes, our friendship, we are so doing a podcast on that in the future episode. (laughs) Um, It's been just So incredible to be a witness to all of your personal growth through these years and all the hard work you've put in to keep coming back to places of growth as a mom, as a friend, as a business owner, especially after some of the hard seasons that life brings all of us year after year. A lot of people tend to think that they only go through coaching or therapy or counseling once in their life and then all their problems are fixed. They're solved. I'll I'll never do that again. (laughs) But we are constantly evolving as humans and life is unexpected cycles of, you don't know what's around the corner. Sometimes that's for all of us, even coaches, therapists, everybody. So we always have to keep that self check-in happening regularly. And you have been so great at doing that and keeping yourself open to consistently grow. And I love that so much about you. I love seeing that in any client, but especially in my friendships, who doesn't want to be close to people who are choosing to grow. It just Mm -hmm. adds something so beautiful in friendships. Okay. So let's start with you sharing a little bit about your Enneagram journey. I'm so excited for you to share about this and (laughs) how you began digging more and more into the many layers of your sevenness and having some aha moments. Feel free to share the highs, the lows, and even in in between. So go ahead and share that with us.
1: Gosh, um, oh, the Enneagram. It has been a journey to say the least. (laughs) I think back to when I first learned that I was a seven and I remember feeling what I'm sure every seven feels initially. And that is, Yes, I got the best one. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I dove deeper, I felt like I was riding a serious Enneagram roller coaster. Mm-hmm. There were realizations and emotions and so many things that I could have never seen coming So while being a seven is a bright, positive, fun, adventurous life, the other side of it was really challenging. Mm. There were some hard things to learn and navigate and understand about my seven-ness. Accepting truths that weren't fun to face was definitely a journey. Yeah, finally realizing why it was hard to face negative emotions or why sticking to a single project and completing it before moving on was so challenging for me was a game changer in my life. I definitely felt the repercussions of those things as they played out in my life, but I wasn't consciously aware that I could do something to change yeah. them.
0: Oh, powerful.
1: Yeah, I I found I found myself so in the clouds with dreaming about the bigger fun thing or hoping for things to be different, and it was hard for me to stay present in reality. Especially on the days that reality was difficult. Sometimes I just didn't understand that there was just so much thinking going on in my head and just why I couldn't shut it off. Mm-hmm.
0: That I- I'm sure that must have felt so hard sometimes. And I'm sure other yeah. people who are sevens, sixes, like are so relating to this. Um, especially because you hadn't yet even learned that you were a seven with a six wing and how like, that's such an Mm -hmm. interesting blend or that for you, your six wing was bringing you closer to that, like anxiety shadow that you especially didn't (laughs) enjoy. But, um, I know that that was also like big answers for you that kind of helped you feel more seen and more heard too, and more validated, Mm -hmm. but yeah, experiencing a constant fear of missing out which isn't fun for anyone, but even (laughs) more so (laughs) for sevens with a six wing, like yourself, plus sevens are in the head triad when it comes to the Enneagram. So your type filters through thinking. And that's so huge for a seven to learn initially. I think that's really hard. And for Mm -hmm. anyone out there listening, just know that that moment when that happens, like There is ways to figure it all out. You all love to do and go and play and build and explore. Gosh, love our sevens for that. But (laughs) then your mind constantly felt like it was set in the on position, which can damper that whole like positive vibes thing that you were trying to keep (laughs) in the (laughs) forefront. Learning about your sevenness and especially mixed with that six wing I know it finally clicked for you, made you feel so much more sense of why you wanted to avoid digging deeper into your pain or your childhood traumas and walking Mm -hmm. through the depths of those areas or why it was hard to figure out where to even begin to make a big difference in your life by Creating more intentional plans and goals, which just felt kind of all enmeshed in everything. You mm-hmm. know, I know that was hard to get like clarity on the things that weren't going so well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I look back
1: on it all, it feels like it all happened at once, but mm. I realized it took a long time to consistently show up and be willing to be vulnerable in the sessions and to even be willing to start changing some of these negative mindsets that I wasn't even aware I had. You really were the therapist and life coach and accountability partner that I didn't even know I needed. And as you know, I pushed back when we first started. (laughs) (laughs) But you you honestly, you just stayed patient with me through the first months of our sessions and you remained willing to stick with me through some really hard things Mm -hmm. that I had to understand about myself. Uh, We took breaks when I needed to, and you nudged me with encouragement and support when you knew it was time to dive back in. I really did suffer from toxic positivity most times in my life, which just doesn't allow space for you to truly grasp the reality of things. Oh, Um, that is so
0: powerful. Could you say that one more time? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's Um, so beneficial to anyone listening.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, toxic positivity does not allow space for you to truly grasp the reality of things. It's, Mm. it's, true. It's just so true.
0: Yeah,
1: It's something big I really wanted to be able to share with other sevens who are listening to today. It was such a big aha moment for me to recognize what toxic positivity was and even how it was affecting my relationships. I would have never known the things that I needed to face and work through if you hadn't provided the open space to ease into them over Mm -hmm. time. You offered empathy and grace when I needed it most and also some tough love (laughs) when I needed a reminder that I really could do this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, (laughs)
0: but
1: also not sorry. No, but seriously, the hardest part was figuring out who I really was behind Mm. the mask of, it's fine, everything's fine. Mm. Um, I just lived like that for so many years, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that too, especially other sevens or threes even. It felt like I had lost my identity in all of my compartmentalizing and What you did was help me uncover who I was and what I wanted now. It helped me to start seeing more clearly what I wanted my future to look like. Yeah, you just always had the next steps ready to go and just showed me how easy it was to use these tools in my life that were just previously, previously missing. Um, this gift you gave me was honestly just a safe place to take my mask off and to be seen. Oh, and that ultimately that. gave me the clarity of who I really was. And for that I'm eternally grateful.
0: <laughs> um, well, thank you for stopping by today. I'm going to find my Kleenex now. <laughs> um I love that. Oh my gosh, what you said about having a safe place to take my mask off and mm-hmm. be seen. Oh, those yeah. words are a gift to me. So thank you for putting to words how it made you feel because I definitely Mm. want other people to know that they can feel that way too and take off the mask they're carrying so they can be seen. Everybody deserves to feel that way. Taylor, I love exactly how you put that. And I just want to pop in here with that reminder again, for all of you listening, you can do this type of growth work too. You deserve to peel back the masks that you might be wearing in your own life. This is for all of us types, not just sevens. This is for all of us, coaches, therapists, anyone else that is a helper of any type too. We all need to come back to this type of work in our lives. Sometimes we're asleep to ourselves and to the mindsets that we're building around us. So we can slowly become unaware that we might need that accountability partner to come alongside us and help us get back to the fullness of ourselves. Kind of like what Taylor was discussing. If that is you today, you do not have to do this alone. Check the show notes below, reach out to me at alishalarkey.com so we can see how to get you moving forward. Okay, sorry, Tay. I just don't want anyone (laughs) to feel alone in this or feel how you are feeling. So back to this incredible insight that you are so openly sharing with us all which we are so grateful for. So I wanted to let you continue. <laughs> Oh uh, seriously though, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, you just
1: don't know until you know and reach out for that support to move it all forward. Um, I'm I'm just I'm so glad that I found the resources on my own when I did, but as a seven, I still had the challenge of taking responsibility for the things that were happening in my life for mm-hmm. the actions or the inactions I was taking. Yeah, that just was something that I just wasn't able to do on my own. Um, And I just never knew where to start or how to start. So discovering that the Enneagram was a tool and not an excuse was Mm. life-changing as well.
0: Can you say that again? Everybody listening, all of us can hear that, right? That is a great line. Can you tell me that again if you can remember it? Um,
1: Yeah, the Enneagram is a tool and not an excuse. It mm. oh, it just hits. It just hits. <laughs> I use the Enneagram to excuse my unhealthy behaviors so many times. When I couldn't make decisions or I would hop from project to project, I would say, well, that's just who I am. So that's just the way it goes. <laughs> but, but the Enneagram and life coaching really helped me uncover and develop healthier behavior patterns and just shifted my mindset entirely. It was easier to recognize when I was out of alignment with who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be spending my time. And it it brought me back into having integrity in different areas of my life as a mom, as a business owner, and like as a friend, really.
0: Wow. I I just this is so impactful. And I am loving this testimony. It feels like testimony, <laughs> frankly. And gosh, what even you were just saying about out of alignment with who I wanted to be and how I was spending my time and. And even just talking about having integrity in the areas of our life, that's just so powerful. I'm I'm just so grateful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being vulnerable for every time you showed up to our deep diving sessions that we have, whether it was in goal coaching mm-hmm. or talking about childhood traumas or talking about relationships or anything else, it didn't matter what we were diving into finances, health, anything, divorce, even the ways <laughs> oh, we were neglecting I- our own health. <laughs> I bet that there are other sevens and other types who are also going to see hope in your story and also resonate with some of the, the mask talking that you were talking about, or, or even being out of alignment or losing integrity Mm -hmm. in some situations. And especially if they need to peel back the layers of their habits and their mindsets that they might be stuck in, you know, I often say, We become our own worst enemy in some seasons of life. And I just want to help people know that they do not have to be that. And I've seen you grow way out of that. And it's just, it's so incredible. And I want to remind everybody listening again, you do not have to go through any of this alone. Whatever this is for you today, there are people who do care and can guide you to finding yourself again. And like Taylor said, about what a safe space coaching was for her, you can finally take off that mask too and start feeling seen. So again, I'm just, I'm so grateful, Taylor, for you sharing all this stuff. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I'm just happy to share because
1: I truly feel like it is a cycle. Like your healing journey gave you the wisdom to help me heal in my life. And so now I get to pass that on to some of the women that are
0: listening today. Yes. I love that, like a cycle. That's a great way to put it. It's not often a coach has a client or a close friend who's willing to open up and bring their authentic selves and their vulnerability into an open space like this. So I'm super grateful and for wanting to have an impact on my listeners. That, of course, as a two, is just sets my heart so happy and on fire. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm a seven, so I'll do anything with you. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I'm just glad I get to share this part of my journey with people because I don't want anyone to feel how I was feeling. And Mm. it's really about finding the right coach. And luckily for me, that was you.
0: Uh, thank you. Okay, so let's <laughs> shift a little and head into goal coaching and goal planning because I did kind of promise the people we were gonna talk about this. Um, <laughs> but I'm loving this conversation so far and and just the deep vulnerability. Okay, so on to goal setting. When people think of goal setting or making New Year's resolutions, they don't think of the actual deeper growth work that they can have along the way. They just think about like the goal itself, or they just write it down. An example is I want to get to the top of Pinnacle Peak Mountain on my next hike, or I want to do a 5k or a 10k. Well, to do that, you have to create an action plan. You're likely going to need hiking shoes. You might have to break them in. It might require you to go to the mountain and hike it a few times to get halfway up. Maybe you need to do baby steps. Maybe it would be more motivating for you, hello twos, to have a friend to do the hike with you. I know that's (laughs) always more motivating for me. But the point is there are often pre-steps with most big goals, whether they relate to your health or opening a business or even trying to read a set number of books as your yearly goal. But also just as important is your why. Why do you want to do this goal? how does it tie into the bigger picture of your life? What about it makes you so passionate? How does your type's motivation play into getting it accomplished? No matter how long it takes in a minute, Taylor and I are going to share a little bit about the planner systems that we actually both use for goal setting that has kept us on the path of achieving our goals. We are each other's accountability partners in goal setting. So you get to have a little peek inside of that and how it's taught us to be patient while we're taking baby steps along the way, a lot of people, when they're talking about goals, don't talk about the patience it requires. And I'm here to say, yeah, it does require a lot of patience. I'm yeah. sure you would agree. To <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. So first I want to start with giving you three tips to successful and intentional goal setting. Okay. The first one is something I just mentioned, find an accountability partner. This can be a best friend, a cousin, a co-worker, or even an acquaintance who is in the same season of life as you. They might understand the challenges you're going through. Find someone who wants to commit to their own goals and is willing to meet once a month to build your individual goals, but together. If you can't meet in person, you can always do a Zoom session. Don't let the logistics stop you. Taylor and I do this often. We get on a Zoom call. We say our lows. We tell each other, hey, here's what I'm going to be working on today. And here's what I'm hoping to accomplish. And then we'll turn on some peaceful music, something we've both already agreed on. We have our our cute little playlist when we work together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we'll spend 15 or 20 minutes writing processing, updating our goals, or actually working within the goal, it's kind of like silent co-working. And after about 15 or 20 minutes, we will come back into the Zoom for a check-in and see where we're at. We'll share what we've accomplished so far, and then we go back in for another round. I would say it is one of my favorite ways to be productive. Don't you agree with that too, Taylor? Like just such a great way to be productive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we do this probably you, anybody can do this one or two hours once a month. And trust me, you will feel more connected to your goals than you have in a long time. You're talking about what, like 12 hours out of your life, out of the entire year. If you did this (laughs) once a month with somebody that is so worth it, especially for these types like myself and like Taylor, who like to be around people and want to be encouraged and inspired. Um, it's Mm -hmm. even better when you have an accountability partner who's willing to get honest and vulnerable like Taylor and I both do. You can share your goals and your mindsets with them and they'll share them with you. Trust me, I have years of experience to prove that accountability partnership really works and really moves you forward. You know what I'm saying, Tay? Yeah, definitely.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't have continued working towards these goals if I didn't have someone like you there to process with. I mean, like processing feelings about certain areas of our life is hard for anyone. Trying to figure out why we struggle is not fun. So having someone who would just sit there and encourage me to continue processing the roadblocks that I had helped me deal with feelings that I didn't want to deal with. It Mm -hmm. was a turning point for me. It kept me on track and and moving forward.
0: Yeah. I, I love how you put that, that it is hard or... Processing feelings that you didn't want to deal with, but having someone there, it it makes you feel mm-hmm. less alone and it, it's a safe space. So, and anyone can yeah. create this. I'm I'm so glad you brought all that up because there are a lot of people who will just go write down a goal, like run a 5k year after year. And then they feel frustrated within a few months that they can't figure out why they didn't even attempt it or why they kept failing on it. And it's not the goal that's the problem. It's the system that you have for creating and achieving the goal that is the challenge. So people need to know that they have to change the system. And starting today, and I'm talking directly to you listeners, you can start doing this differently. Literally starting today. I'm not kidding. I know some of you might be more private person who does not want to share their goals with someone else or be completely vulnerable with somebody that you know in your life, or maybe you can't find an accountability partner right now. Maybe you move somewhere that's new, or you just don't know someone you would trust. If that's the case, you can reach out to me for coaching. I can do goal setting sessions with you and help you get to those deeper spaces and unmask yourself like Taylor was talking about to really get honest about your intentions behind each goal along with building an action plan for each goal. And you'll find more of that information on my website, which is in the show notes, or it's alishalarkey.com. Okay, so I'm gonna hop back to the three steps for successful and intentional goal setting. Number two is to commit to a planner or a journal and then stick with it. Consistency is the key. It's an absolute must if you want to make progress in the important areas of your life. If a day goes by or even a week goes by where you aren't tracking your progress and getting yourself back to writing or the important plans you created for yourself, well, only you can make things succeed or Fail in the end. I'm sure Tate agrees with me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for those of you who are new to choosing a goal planner system, or maybe you don't love the one you were using before, here's a couple of great goal planners that I love, and I I know Taylor would also recommend these as well. One of them okay. is from Cultivate What Matters. Their version of a goal planner is called Power Sheets. I have been a Power Sheets user for six years. I am definitely an expert. PowerSheets planner at this point. I love them and I cannot recommend them to everyone enough, especially those of you who are just starting to build goals and action plans. It actually makes you go deeper. I offer goal coaching with PowerSheets users, and I actually have two PowerSheets goal setting sessions coming up this month with clients who are prepping their new planners for 2023. I love these sessions and more importantly, I love the aha moments that happen for people in, in these sessions. They end up seeing kind of the map of their life in a whole new way. And that's kind of what it does. It draws up a map of your life. Another planner I've added to my life is the 2023 Moxie Life flagship goal planner, I'm a newbie to this system, but I love the Moxie Life community already and what this planner is doing in my life. It has some similarities to PowerSheets, but also has some pieces that were missing from PowerSheets. You can't go wrong with either one of them. And I'm here if you need a coach to help you get started. I, I really loved the power
1: sheets and like I did it for two years and mm. loved it. Um, but I feel like this year I've just kind of combined different aspects of each of the planners into one system, which feels very seven ish of me to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love the happy planner too. So this year I've added some power sheets with some of the Moxie Life system into my happy planner because I love the expander discs on there. Mm. The discs just like allow me to add whatever pages I want, and I love the flexibility of that. So yeah, just figure out what works for you. I was up to three different planners at one point, and then this year I just combined them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Same. I love the Happy Planner. As you know, I have the Disney one, which is so cute, and it fits me perfectly. Um the happy <laughs> planners- <to> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love our Happy Planners. The Happy Planner system really has the biggest variety of stickers available out there out of all the three <laughs> systems, which, you know, we're addicted to. So definitely I would encourage all of you listening, if you're just not even sure where to begin to definitely check out all three of those again, it's Moxie life system, cultivate what matters, power sheets, and the happy planner, happy planners. You can pick up in Michael's all three of those have online websites and stuff. Maybe I'll list them in the show notes below. But definitely check out all three. And like Taylor said, find what works best for you, even if that means a combination of all three like Taylor does. And the final tip I wanted to share today with with the goal setting is number three is to learn more about your Enneagram type. It's basically the cheat sheet for achieving your goals and knowing which goals are right for you. This plays one of the biggest roles in whether or not you're going to make realistic goals for yourself. Knowing what motivates you the most and what you fear the most and how you filter the world is so important, especially in goal setting. So, take an Enneagram test or reach out to me for an Enneagram coaching session and start understanding how to apply the tools of your type to everything you do your relationships, your goals, your career. It can be the best thing that takes your New Year's resolutions to that next level. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. Understanding your
1: type is an absolute must. And then, of course, the accountability and the consistency of coaching, definitely game changers. I think every number has a specific need in their goal setting. So me as a seven I needed fun and adventure and excitement in the goal itself, which was really hard for me to understand is just a normal part of myself and that it's not something to be like, ashamed of. Sometimes I felt like wanting things to be fun was immature or irrational. Just because I was an adult, it felt like I was expected to see setting goals as mundane or like they were rules just put in place to limit me. Mm. But it was so relieving to learn that, no, the thing that makes me the best version of myself is bringing joy and fun to the mundane. Knowing I'm a seven reminds me that I need to have things to look forward to in the future. Um, But also that I had to find contentment and peace in the mundane tasks. So maybe that's where stickers and pens and tending tape got a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> but for
0: reals, reals, can we just take a minute and give thanks to creativity and <laughs> how important that is to the goal setting process? Like you said, it has to be fun and mm-hmm. it can be mundane. You're so right on that. I, I love that you brought that up because where would we be, me and you, without our 282 sticker books? Or it has to be somewhere (laughs) around that by now. And I think, what, there's maybe 400 pens between the two of us? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Getting to use stickers and colored pens in the process helped inspire me to keep pushing through the boring parts of goal setting. Like, for instance, my financial goals. That was an area I always wanted to avoid planning out. just felt so overwhelming and complicated. I felt like I didn't know where to begin. So creativity and accountability, especially in the goals that I most wanted to avoid was big for me.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've loved watching that. You, you just come alive with all of that. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> for, and for me, as you very well know, cause you're my accountability partner was my health goals. My health goals were mm-hmm. the area of my life that I felt was most challenging, I guess you'd say, to focus on. Health is so layered, just like financial goals are. So Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to spend time making the goal be intentional and more importantly, action-oriented instead of just writing down things that sounded good or look good on paper, like, I want to lose weight. It just doesn't make any sense to just write that. How? 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 <laughs> I wanted to look at my health from all angles, not just nutrition, not just weight loss, but things like sleep and my mental well being and my support system. Who's going to be my support system? I knew I needed that. Who's going to be in that part of my accountability system and all those areas of my health? In fact, I think we should do a deep dive on those specific two areas of our goal planners for the listeners. Mm. We should create a video. Um, So does that sound good to you? Should we do a video on that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So tomorrow on my Instagram, if this is good for you, Taylor, does this sound good? Are you available tomorrow? Actually, I think. Yeah, let's do it. I I am always available for you. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow on my Instagram, Taylor and I are going to video our actual goal planner. She's going to share, if this is okay with you, let me know, Tay. Will you Mm -hmm. share your financial goal planning page and all the details? I'm sure a lot of people are like, where do I even begin with that? Like you said, (laughs) would you be fine with sharing that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time I would have said no, but now it's not so scary. So
0: (laughs) yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And And I'll share my health journey. I mean, that's pretty scary. Nobody wants to share their health (laughs) journey. So I'll share my health journey, uh, entire goal action plan page. And I'm telling you, Taylor doesn't just have get money on her page and mine doesn't say lose weight. (laughs) It says all of these different layers of how we actually achieved a lot of these goals in 2021. And Uh, sorry. Twenty. Well, I'm going back in time there. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when we talk this long. (laughs) But yeah, last year, how both of us achieved these goals in finances and health, which I think for a lot of people listening, I'm sure finances and health are probably on their goal list too, right? (laughs) So if you guys are looking for inspiration to get started in your new planners that you're going to go get and come on back and re-listen to this episode. Or if you even want tips specifically in the areas of health or finances, come join us tomorrow on my Instagram. My Instagram is at Alicia Larkey. So come join us over there. Yes,
1: I can't wait. It's just it's helpful to see it all laid out on paper, like for somebody to actually like visually see it. It's hard. It's hard to talk about it and visualize it in your mind. So I think it'll be really cool. And plus, like I love infusing the Enneagram and our goal setting process, too. So um, the Enneagram is just vital information for you to live a full life for yourself, for your health, your relationships, for who you are as a mom and as a friend and a daughter. It's just, it's vital to understanding the why behind your goals.
0: Yes. So vital. Like, great choice of word there. I love that. And coming up next, I'm even going to go over each of the nine types and how best to achieve your goals as that type, or at least to find focus in maybe some tips. There might be a, something hard to hear in each one of these, but you know what? That means you're doing it right. Cause that means you want to grow when it comes to your particular type. You'll also want to listen for all the other types too, because you'll want to hear how it looks for your wings, which are the two numbers on the side of your types. And I have an upcoming podcast where I will dive all through wings and explain that even further and even your potential arrows. So, and I'll also be talking that talking about that in the future podcast. So make sure in a minute after we say bye to Tay, which is going to be so sad, but (laughs) that you stay and keep listening just a little further as I share about the nine types and some tips for goal setting based specifically on your type. But Taylor, I just want to say again, how grateful I am for you taking this time to share with us on the podcast today. This has been so (laughs) fun. And, uh, I would like to do this like 7,000 more times. Um, so thank you so (laughs) much. I know we're wrapping up, but really, can we just stay on for five more hours? Do you think people have that kind of an attention span? (laughs) I think so. I think so. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having me
1: on. Honestly, I really do feel like there's so much more we could talk about. (laughs) Yep. Um, yeah. So
0: like, let's just do this again tomorrow. (laughs) Yep. Well, we already told them we will. So they're going to come for us if we don't. (laughs) There we go. So so thank you again, Taylor. I love you so much. And you can feel free to stick around and listen or or just chill. Um, But yeah, the answer to that is always (laughs) going to be a big yes, that I would love to keep talking about this because I could talk Enneagram all day long. And that goes for anybody listening, pop over to my Instagram tomorrow, where we're going to continue this conversation and get even more vulnerable and deeper, including myself at Alicia Larkey on Instagram, or you can visit me on my website at alishalarkey.com if you need to click on a link from there. Thank you again for joining us, Taylor, and sharing insight into how we can use our Enneagram number to work towards our goals and grow and just frankly have a more intentional life overall. Feel free to everybody else who's listening to stick around while I share how their type best can achieve their goals. Remember, knowing your Enneagram type is a tool for deep transformation that can improve every aspect of your life and it can help you finally set real goals that you can actually follow through on. You deserve to have the fullness of life that you might have felt was missing before. So, I'm going to leave you today with this with how each Enneagram type can achieve goals using your type Enneagram type ones, you're up first. Here we go. Ones tend to be detail-oriented and task-driven. Their goal-setting style is based on planning and preparing all the logical steps required to achieve their goals. This helps them stay focused, but sometimes they can get off path when their goal and their need for perfection outweighs the importance of staying on a timeline to reach that goal. So once you can work on trying to accept that sometimes done is better than perfect. Also, I know you love to check off that to-do list and dig into work often, but remember you need to balance that with time invested in your real life relationships. So keep in mind what we shared about how to create goals particularly for the relationships in your life and not just work. Enneagram type twos. Twos tend to set goals centered around other people and relationships. They can lose focus on their own goals when they feel the need to help someone else meet their goals instead. Twos, you can work on protecting your own time, time that's just for you and building your goals, not someone else's. The word no should be seen as self-care, especially at this time of year. Saying no is hard. Trust me, I get it, especially as a to myself. But setting boundaries to protect your own growth space is crucial. Keep in mind some of the tips that we mentioned about making goal setting more fun and creative. Maybe pick up a new planner or some new stickers and pens like Taylor was talking about. Okay, let's go on to you Enneagram threes. Threes are motivated by success and achievement, so goal setting comes naturally to them. Threes tend to be more productive than most, and they have a lot of energy. Because of this, they say yes to a lot of tasks and to a lot of people, which can sometimes backfire on them. Threes, you can work on figuring out your own capacity and boundaries so that you don't have to hide away to recharge and to avoid feeling like you're letting someone down or letting yourself down. Keep in mind what we mentioned about connecting with your heart and stay aware of what you're feeling as you decide what goals to include. Be present in the building process and not just at the finish line. Enneagram type fours. Fours are very much connected to their emotional energy, so their goals can fluctuate based on how they're feeling. Goal setting for fours needs structure, like action steps, so that they can accomplish tasks piece by piece while allowing for space in between. Because they are often creative and inspired when they're working on something meaningful, fours need to accept that the process of completing tasks can sometimes be boring or uninspiring, but that does not mean it is without purpose or importance. Keep in mind that while creativity is a wonderful part of goal setting, just like we talked about today, make sure to bring practical steps into your process as well. Okay, Enneagram fives. Fives enjoy doing all the research to prepare for their goals and to create a plan for reaching their goal more so than accomplishing the goal itself. So this type will often have pages and lists detailing what they want to do, but might procrastinate on actually making a final decision. They crave more information than they might already have. So fives, work on building a deadline for setting your goals. You tend to accomplish the final piece of the puzzle once there is a deadline in place. Keep in mind that because you require time to recharge, save some of that energy to do the actual work of the goal and not just using up your energy in the research or in the creation of the goal. Okay. Enneagram type sixes. Sixes crave routines. They have confidence in their work habits and their decision-making. So goal setting comes pretty easily for sixes often because they've already weighed the risks of not finishing the said goal. This type has an inner committee that they check in with beforehand. So if something goes unexpectedly, it can create a lot of anxiety for a six. Sixes are great at confirming their capabilities and their expectations before they accept work. So they usually remain loyal to accomplishing their goal. But keep in mind that relaxation exercises like breathing techniques, grounding, or movement, body movement can really help you as a six get unparalyzed when you have that excess anxious energy or anxiety going on. Okay. Enneagram type sevens. Sevens love to be busy and involved in a lot of experiences. So goal setting can sometimes feel exciting to them. They can become overwhelmed though, when they get too much on their plate, especially if it involves deadlines. Sevens need to make sure that they allow downtime for their self-care and resetting their mind to get through mundane tasks and that they aren't likely to put them off because it isn't as fun as maybe some of the other parts of reaching a goal. So, sevens, make sure that you don't become too focused on being perfectionistic in that one aerospace. It can hold you back from doing the actual work and not just dreaming up the outcome. Keep in mind, be careful that you aren't adding in goals that have to do with FOMO, fear of missing out. You can't say yes to everything when you are trying to have key areas of your life, be intentional and feel purposeful. Okay. Let's go to Enneagram type eights. Eights are always up for a challenge, especially when it comes to reaching a goal. They like to prove that they are capable and driven. They also tend to have leadership qualities. So are better at delegating tasks to others than most other number types. Eights like to be problem solvers, so they are inspired to be productive and take charge of challenges to help others. Eights, because you do tend to reach those goals, make sure though that you stay present in your relationships with your loved ones during that process of those those goals. Just be present as opposed to always going and doing. Don't push away healthy vulnerability in your relationships. Keep in mind that personal growth in your relationships is also a great goal to have. Okay, let's finish up with our awesome Enneagram type nines. Nines would love to be more goal-oriented, but they sometimes feel that goal setting can seem pointless because too many things can change before accomplishing said goal. That makes sense. It's important though to stay focused because you deserve all the best things that life has to offer too. Nines are team-oriented, so they are more likely to finish tasks that are related to a team project or for their client. They will procrastinate, however, on their own personal projects. Nines. It could be highly beneficial to add in an accountability partner as an added step towards achieving your goals on time. Even though it can be a little scary to feel overwhelmed with committing to something you might not follow through on, give yourself credit when you do the steps towards the finish line of the goal. Take it one step at a time, but keep that forward momentum going. That's the most important part. Keep in mind. Maintenance in all areas of life is valuable. Maintenance is keeping it going forward, whether it's on your goals or in your relationships. You got this nines. Okay. So that's all I have for you today, my friends. I want to thank you for listening. I am so grateful for this platform where I get to share my heart and share my friend's heart today. And also as a way to get to know all of you who are listening. I love when you reach out to me and share pieces of your own journey. So thank you so much. And I want you to remember, if you are someone who could use an accountability partner this year, I'm your girl. (laughs) I would love to invite you to a one-on-one life coaching session. Together, we'll envision a great plan for your life and map it out so that we can help you achieve a clear and consistent path towards success. So go on over to alishalarkey.com and you can click the booking button there and view my availability right now to see what's left open. And for more Enneagram conversations this season on the Enneagram girl podcast, make sure you tap that subscribe button so you can join me here next time. Have a great day, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Enneagram Girl podcast. I'd be so thankful if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player and subscribe to stay updated when each new episode drops. For full show notes and resources of the episode, head to EnneagramGirl.com. See you next time, my friend.